Hello and welcome to Minter Dialogue episode number 87. This interview, recorded on January 22nd, 2014, is with Rajiv Mehta, who is head of Puma South Asia based in Bangalore. Rajiv is doing great things in India, not just with Puma, as he's also a member of the Indian Angel Investor Network. In this conversation, we focus on two interesting digital activities that Rajiv oversaw with Puma, showing how entrepreneurial thinking and integrated digital marketing can bring big rewards. Enjoy the show. Welcome to the Minter Dialogue Internet Show, where we discuss brand marketing with a focus on all things digital. I am Minter Dial, author of TheMindset.com, that's T-H-E-M-Y-N-D-S-E-T, where branding gets personal. You'll find the show notes on the blog for the upcoming interview. Let's cut to the quick. Enjoy the show. Hello, and welcome to the Minter Dialogue Show. Today, piped in from Bangalore, I have a guy who I met uh, at a digital academy, which I was doing with Caring, and uh, I was also an, a fellow alumnus uh, from my business school in Siad, uh, Rajiv. So tell us who you are and what you do. Hi, Minter. Thank you for having me. Uh, pleasure, folks. Um, thank you once again. And uh, Rajiv Mehta is my full name. I am based out of Bangalore, work for Puma India. It's been about eight years that I've been working for Puma. I run their India operations. And it's been a hell of a journey so far. We've grown from zero to about 300 and uh, odd stores. And that's what uh, Puma India is all about. We are the second largest brand in the country after uh, Adidas. Um, We are ahead of the traditional other rivals, Reebok and Nike. The journey has been great so far. Well, congratulations, Roger. I've always been impressed by your sense of entrepreneurial flair. Uh, and, you know, all the while working in a large company. So um, a few years ago, I know that you guys uh, did some uh, this really, really great activity in social media. Rajiv, can you tell us through what, what you did? Uh, it was back, what, three years, about three years ago? Yes, exactly. It was, I think, December of 2010. We just uh, opened a store in Mumbai on Lincoln Road. And, um, you know, it was struggling uh, for about six or seven months. And uh, we were not getting enough traffic into the store. So my marketing team and I thought that how can we improve uh, the footfalls and how can we improve the sales? How can we let people know in the city that we have a brand new swanky store that they can come and shop? And as we kept thinking, we decided that we should leverage Facebook. You know, this was three years back. So you can imagine how... Um, how less Facebook was being used as it is today and how different it used to look uh, even online or on the mobile three years back. Well, yeah, it's all Rajiv, if you you think about today, there's still people who are um, hesitant to get onto Facebook even though there's so many people. So I can only imagine how it was back then trying to argue for, hey, we'll do something on Facebook. Exactly. So when I when I uh, went ahead and told Boston uh, where our marketing team is headquartered that you know we would like to do this, and they they actually sort of laughed and smirked, saying that you know how can you pull it off? How can you pull off an entire event on Facebook? And I said, you know what? If you give us a go, and we'll show you how we can make that difference. So, you know, you're right when you said the entrepreneurial spirit. I look at the business as if you know I'm running it um, for myself, and I'm I'm, I'm very conscious about uh, how it will impact the brand, how it will impact the, the sales, how it will impact the employees, how it will impact the consumer. So we all we wanted to do was create a bit of a buzz around the store. So we said that let's give people a chance to design their own flip flops. 
if they are able to design their flip-flops, imagine the high you would get when you see your design flip-flops being worn by millions of people in the city or across the nation. So in order to do that, we said that we are going to put this on Facebook as a, as a competition. And um, we got a couple of old Indian ambassador cars. These cars look like giant elephants, you know, they're white ambassador, old cars, defunct yeah. more or less in the city. Colonial and style. When you have... Sorry? Colonial style. Exactly, colonial style. So when you have these cars coming out on the road, suddenly people uh, look at it because it's, it's a rare sight. So we had this car go to five different universities and colleges with the entire trunk just filled with spray cans of paint. We told the people, express yourself. Do what you want to the car, including the inside, the outside, whatever you want to do. The car is yours. You can go crazy. You can draw. You can write your name. You can just do a graffiti, whatever you want to do. And we said that on top of that, we will broadcast this live on Facebook, the photos and videos, and you can tag your friends within five minutes of having done this activity. And that gave them such a big high that, you know, it's not only something that I'm doing, that I love doing, just going crazy all over with paint, but it's something that I will be able to brag about immediately. And not someone telling me that, you know, tomorrow you log on to Facebook and tomorrow you will see the pictures. So I think that gave them a lot, much more excitement. And uh, within a span of two days, we, of course, repainted the car thrice in two days just to get back to the white color so that we could take it to the next venue. Mm -hmm. But we got 50,000 fans on Facebook because you have to like the Puma page to be able to see your photos and tag yourself and your friends. So I think that was the kind of uh, kind of excitement that we were able to create in just two days. You know, Fifty thousand people uh, liking the Puma Facebook page. Well, so the first point, I, one of the things I love about it is that you, you're it's obviously appropriate for your brand because that's your target type of audience. So you really thought that through. And the second thing is that you you know we're doing this for a shop. You know, your one location, right? And I, or at least I suppose that was one location. It just seems to me so, so relevant to make a local activity on Facebook. I mean, some people can sort of get lost thinking that it's like, you know, it's like spray and pray. It's my television outlet now reduced to another version. But what you did is you managed to do it in a, in a locale. Exactly. So we were actually apprehensive that, you know, it's going to go all across India. We cannot control it only to a city. No matter how hard you try, sometimes it goes viral. And a lot of people talk about it. So there were a couple of advantages and disadvantages. Of course, there was a lot of noise created across other cities and people kept asking, when are you bringing the cars to Bangalore? When are you coming to Delhi? Or, or you know, stuff like that. But, but what... We were, what message we were trying to tell people is that when we went to the university, that two days after this is over, you can come to the new store in Bombay and draw and paint a flip-flop design for yourself, and we will then upload it and put it up. So that is something that, uh, that is what we told them. So that was, that was, uh, that is something that we, we, we used uh, uh, Facebook for. Yeah, well, so you had a way to drive people to the store. The other thing I like about your program is this whole idea of a white car because it's brilliant. You can, you know, get it all painted up, take a photograph for posterity's sake, and then paint it back to white, and you can go on again. 
exactly exactly i think that 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 was that was just uh, and, and you know the colonial style the white color the fact that people have the free hand to do what they want everything all all the bit some pieces just fit in so beautifully together that it, it really worked like a charm. All right, so Rajiv, talk, talk us through what it took in terms of uh, the internal processes and what what you did with your team in order to make this successful. So the first thing that we wanted to do with the team was that <clears throat> let's come up with an idea. And, uh, and, and, and we said that, you know, usually the brands, what do they do as an event? Okay, here is a concert. You can come, you can watch the concert, you can listen to the music. Or here is a ticket. Go, oh, you won this, uh, won this contest. You can go party somewhere else, or you can go travel. But that doesn't give you a flavor of the brand. It could be very easily replaceable. So we wanted to give the entire event the DNA and the flavor of the brand. And we said that the only way we can make it unique is to include the brand, include the consumers within the brand. So let's let's try and get them to design something for us. The easiest would be a flip flop. You know, footwear is a little bit more technical. The apparel is something that a lot of people do. So why not a flip flop? Something that is easily to sell in terms of price point. Something that every Indian would have in their house, and something that where you can see the see the design very easily on the sole. Um, so the first thing internally we wanted to do was to. Check whether production would be possible. So I went to my product head who handled sourcing. He said definitely flip flops. Flip flops are possible. Uh, the only restriction he said is that we have to restrict the number of colors. The more the colors, uh, the more complex the production becomes. The, the less sharper the image comes out onto the sole. Mm-hmm. So that was the first thing. I mean, I, I didn't know that. So so we said okay, let's restrict the number of colors. Um, you know, we 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 came down to a number five. We said we'll give people colors. Then he said that you know you need to. Make sure that they design it not only on that day, but they'll have to be able to design or replicate the same design again in a specific format so that it can go to the to the factory to be printed onto the sole. So that was another technical aspect to it. Then when we came to marketing, we said that you know India is such a country that if you do something without permissions, people will will be jumping all over you and asking you to stop what you're doing. So we went to the police in Mumbai. We said this is what we're planning to do. We went to the colleges to make sure that they didn't have any problems. Uh, if we were standing outside the colleges, you know, these were just hygiene checks, just to make sure that we are not stopped in the middle of the activity. Totally. The third thing we did was uh, we went to the to, to the event uh, management company and we said we want to broadcast it live. So I don't know how you're going to do it. I don't want more than a five-minute delay. So then we had to make sure that the cameras um, and the digital tapes were then uploaded through a data card immediately. So they had a second car following with all those IT sort of backend plugged in together, where immediately after the after the video was shot or the photos were taken, within five minutes it's uploaded using a data card uh, with a certain quality. Uh, so they said, you know, that's that's possible. And for that day, we had also taken an approval from Boston to upload directly pictures onto Puma Facebook page. I think that's the only time they gave us certain certain freedom to do something. I said, if you don't allow us to do it, then uh, then you know the whole idea of it being live is defeated. Because at one in the afternoon, you guys are busy sleeping in Boston, and I can't wait for you to wake up and then for sure. you have hundreds of other things to do that day. And India may not take priority, so please give us that. So. Those are the various checks and balances that we did before we actually went ahead with the entire event. Mm, that's brilliant. Is there still a way we can see those cars? 
Uh, yes, I can send you some photos of, of that. I think we should be having it in five. All right. Well, I want to put those up on the blog post so people can see the, the proof and concept. And uh, Rajiv, so let's say, um, you know, you're doing this in a big, in a big country. Uh, you're doing it in a large organization. Um, now, Facebook is so, you know, so much more established in India. What kind of improvements or lessons learned would you say would you do if you had to do something like this over again? So I think if I, if I had to do it over again, um, I think one thing which I realized is I could have done it simultaneously in three cities uh, for three different stores with marginal increase in cost. Uh, because the amount of uh, amount of buzz I could have created by uploading multiple photos from multiple people in multiple cities would have been far greater. So the exponential uh, multiplication, multiplying factor or the multiplication effect would have been far greater. Mm-hmm. So if I had to do it, I would do it in uh, in various cities together. It is a matter of having one car in each city and a, and a crew of two or three people with the car with spray spray cans. That's all I need. Hmm. Um, second thing, what I would, what I, what what we did later on, once we had uh, the designs, was that we put it put it up on Facebook for people to vote uh, for the designs, and um, and I think that that was something that really worked well. So what I would do is I would take it one one uh, step higher, and uh, and probably after voting, we would also. Uh, request people if they want to put a message on the flip-flop customize it for someone just like apple allows you to write a message on your ipad or ipod or iphone i think i would allow them to customize it which just adds that bit of a difference you know so it's not only a design that someone's done it but if 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 my friend has done it i want to gift it to someone or if i like this design i want to gift someone that customization has not yet happened at a at a very successful level in india Mm -hmm. apparel happens but footwear doesn't so these were the two things that I would definitely add in uh, in this. And in going, just one one more question about it, which is, how did you come up with an, a return on investment? Was there a, a a metric that you went up against, or was it just the number of likes that you had on Facebook? How did you you know warrant or justify from a business standpoint this whole activity? Sure. So so when we when we were brainstorming, all we wanted was to create a, create a little bit of awareness and footfall for that store. So we said our metric would be the sales that would happen post the event. So let's look at the sales 15 days before the event. Let's look at the sales for the three or four days of the event. And then let's look at the sales for 15, 20 days or a month after the event. Uh, you know, a typical focus group kind of a thing. Let's do before, post, and then that analysis. So that was definitely in, in our mind. What we got as a bonus, like you mentioned, was the likes on Facebook and was the noise that we were able to create for the brand on Facebook in India. But yes, there was there was a spike. I wouldn't say there was a great spike, but there was a jump by 15% in terms of sales uh, for, for 15 to 20 days after the event. So we did have uh, larger walk-ins and we did have people people knowing a lot more about the store. And eventually, over the, over the entire year, the store did turn around and, and did become, <clears throat> sorry, a lot more a lot more uh, uh, revenue generating than what it used to be in the first year. Yeah, because when, when so many people with, with whom I'm talking are, are struggling to find a return on investment, this fam- famous ROI, with regard to social media, the fact that you guys can link it directly to a store is so much more obvious. You know, if you're in a multi-brand environment, <clears throat> you know, or you don't have the ability to track the direct relationship, or you do it, for example, across all of India, 
well, the chances of you having such a breakthrough with you know 80 million people on Facebook or whatever it is, is, is going to be so much harder because of the dispersion of it. So you mentioned having three cities that you could that you can still track to specific stores, I can imagine, but as opposed to trying to do, you know, splatter the entire country. Yeah, that's that's like just shooting shooting all out and then hoping it'll hit your target audience. So we always thought, you know, do you want to go all out and get 5% of your target audience? Or do you want to go target a specific group and make sure that you get 95% of that group, which is really your target audience? Yeah. So in fact, you know, you were asking about a recent example. I can, I can think, I just thought of one for end of season sale in January this year, just recently. Uh, 10 days back, we had a newspaper advertisement saying that Puma goes on... 40%, up to 50% sale. It didn't say flat 40, it's up to 50% sale. It was a big newspaper ad, 60 uh, cubic centimeters, as they call it in newspaper language, on the front page of, of uh, you know, Mumbai Times. Um, and I could hardly see any spike in sale. I could hardly. I, mean, I, I spent a lot of money. I spent about uh, 2.2 million uh, rupees for eight cities getting that ad out. Um, and, and it was not worth the ROI. At the same time, just five days back, when we had uh, a festival, or sorry, a week back on 14th of Jan, we had a festival in India. And again, uh, the retail team said that, you know, we should do something around the festival. All that we did was spend 10,000 rupees and sent out SMSs to people. And that SMS generated 2.2 million worth of sales. Imagine the ROI then. Huh. 10,000 rupees, I got 2.2 millions of sale just because additional sale, not the total. I'm talking additional sale because I compared that Wednesday, or sorry, that Tuesday to the previous Tuesday or the previous or the yesterday, which was Monday. And then I saw that there was 2.2 million additional sale. So it's, it's, it's powerful if you are personalizing the message to the consumer. Yeah, it's brilliant. Well, just for people to have a frame of reference, 100 rupees is, is about a pound, uh, one exactly. sterling pound. Well, and, and also what that particular example, not only is it personalized, but it shows that low tech can be extremely effective. And I think that the SMS is, is one of the underexplored avenues for, um, well, for, for messaging, and it can be used for, for restaurants to remind people about rendezvous, doctors and, and hairdressers. And, and uh, it's, it actually is quite personal, the SMS, because it's a specific telephone number. And, it, and it, as opposed to getting sort of clogged in your spam filter, because today there is no spam filter on SMS, it, it has a tendency to be very raw. So that's brilliant, Rajiv. I love that. <laughs> Thank you. So, hey, Rajiv, how can uh, anyone track you down, follow you, uh, whether it's Puma or Rajiv the man? So at Puma, I can give you my email ID. It's rajiv.mehta, M-E-H-T-A, is R-A-J-I-V, dot M-E-H-T-A at puma.com. Or you can track me down on, on uh, Twitter. It's uh, the young MD. Uh, that's my Twitter handle. Um, and you can, you can uh, find me easily on these two. And Facebook page, of course, it's Rajiv Mehta. Super. Rajiv, many thanks. <clears throat> Looking forward to keeping up with what's going on in Bangalore and, um, and what's going on with Puma in India. Thanks a lot, Rajiv. Thank you, Minta, for having me. Thanks for having listened to this recording of the Minta Dialogue Internet Show. You'll find the show notes on themindset.com, where you can also sign up for my weekly newsletter at forward slash subscribe. If you like the show, please rate it in iTunes, and don't forget to click the handy Facebook like button or to tweet it out. In the meantime, please come join the conversation at The Mindset or catch me on Twitter at 
M-D-I-A-L. Happy trails. How much do you understand the future of finance? I'm Jim Roos, a top 10 banking influencer and host of the podcast Banking Transformed, where we dive deeply into the rapidly evolving world of banking and financial technology. Join me as I interview industry experts, thought leaders, and innovators as they unravel the latest banking trends, disruptions, and game-changing technologies reshaping the world of finance. Redefine your understanding of the banking ecosystem. Subscribe now to Banking Transformed, available wherever you get your podcasts and now available on YouTube.